warning is now in force. RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top story is Washington steps up its rhetoric against Beijing over a reported meeting between a US envoy to Hong Kong and protest leaders. A psychiatrist warns that the extradition protests could leave many in the SAR with long-term psychological scars. And the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs says any investigation into the extradition saga can be safely left to the Independent Police Complaints Council. The United States has demanded that Beijing-backed news outlets stop sharing what it called dangerous reports after a newspaper revealed personal information about an American diplomat. It's the latest development in a tit-for-tat row centering on Hong Kong in recent days. Sean Kennedy has more. State Department spokeswoman Morgan Ortegas posted on Twitter that official mainland media reports on a U.S. diplomat in Hong Kong had gone from irresponsible to dangerous. It all started on Thursday when the foreign ministry asked Washington to explain media reports that U.S. diplomats had held a meeting with student leaders of extradition protests and called on its envoys to Hong Kong to stop interfering in the city's affairs. Ms. Ortegas replied that the meeting was what American diplomats do every day around the world and called China thuggish for disclosing photographs and personal details of the diplomat. She said it wasn't how a responsible nation would behave. Relations between the US and China have soured under the Trump administration, particularly after he confronted Beijing over its trade practices. The State Department's latest response comes just hours after President Trump said he wasn't ready to make a deal with China and even called a September round of trade talks into question. Mental health professionals say they're concerned about the psychological damage caused by social unrest as a result of extradition protests. They say many of their clients have suffered from insomnia, depression, anxiety, and have even had suicidal thoughts for the past two months with no sign of a let-up. Dr Liu Kwong-sun, a psychiatrist, says people, from protesters to the public and the police, will suffer a long-term psychological impact as well. And in the long run, we uh, anticipate a lot of people will develop post-traumatic stress disorder. And not only those pro- protesters or students or uh, people in the street, as, but also we anticipate many police force as well as uh, reporters or even bystanders or audience in front of the television after uh, repeated exposures of this kind of traumatic uh, memories. And they would uh, develop PTSD symptoms in the long run, which could be very long-lasting and damaging to their lives and mental health. The Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs, Patrick Nip, says the Independent Police Complaints Council, or IPCC, is capable of investigating the extradition bill saga, and there's no need for an independent inquiry. Mr Nip also says the IPCC has already started its work, so a reform within the council is not an option. So uh, the work has actually started, and uh, I think the best way to do it is to... uh, to uh, let the IPCC do these uh, studies and uh, when the uh, results and the outcome is uh, available, I think it's the time we can see uh, whether uh, it has uh, uh, actually addressed uh, the concerns. Super Typhoon Nakima slammed into southeastern China early this morning, bringing torrential rain and heavy winds that knocked out power, downed thousands of trees and forced more than one million people from their homes. It's moving up the coast towards Shanghai, which is bracing for heavy rain along with the eastern provinces of Anhui, Fujian, Jiangsu and Zhejiang. Authorities have warned of possible flash floods, mudslides and landslides. Flights from Hong Kong to some coastal mainland cities were cancelled this morning and the 
storm has already claimed at least one life in Taiwan. South Korean and U.S. military officials say two projectiles fired by North Korea from its east coast today were short-range ballistic missiles. It's the fifth launch in less than three weeks and took place shortly after President Trump said he'd received a beautiful letter from North leader Kim Jong-un. The president said North Korea was unhappy about joint U.S.-South Korean exercises. The BBC's Peter Goffin has more. This is just the latest instance of Donald Trump talking up his friendship with Mr. Kim. And the ultimate goal for the U.S. is to get the North Koreans to give up their nuclear weapons. But there's never been any concrete progress made in these talks. And Donald Trump has come under heavy criticism from his political rivals, both for overstating and exaggerating the success of his North Korean talks and for seeming to take such a moderate, even chummy approach with Kim Jong-un. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Donald Trump says U.S. congressional leaders are discussing what he called meaningful background checks on gun ownership following two mass shootings this month. The president said guns needed to be kept out of the hands of people with mental illness. But he also said the view of the National Rifle Association, which opposes any controls, must be respected. Scott Jennings, who's an advisor to the Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, said he thought there was now a real appetite for changes to gun laws. I think background checks and I also think the so-called red flag laws are going to be at the top of the agenda. I think other people are going to want to discuss potentially banning certain kinds of weapons, although I think that remains more controversial here. But I think the concept of background checks and red flag laws are going to dominate the debate. It feels like there's momentum for both. Major power failures have been reported across large areas of the United Kingdom, with nearly a million people affected for several hours across areas of England and Wales, including London, causing rush hour chaos. The authorities say the problem was caused by a failure of two generators. The British Energy Regulator has called for the national grid to provide an urgent and detailed report on the incident. To sport now, and the English Premier League is underway, with Liverpool sending a signal to the rest of the field. The reigning European champions beat newly promoted Norwich City 4-1 at Anfield this morning. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp was pleased with the win, but a little disappointed by how his side reacted to going four goals up. Yeah, they did brilliant. They did really well. I think, but for 60 minutes, so we did outstandingly well. That was exactly what you want, what I wanted. And we scored wonderful goals. Could have scored more, but then, um, yeah, concentration level dropped a little bit. It's normal for an L, and and physically, it's like that level drops as well. So that's normal. And then you have to control the game more, and that's what we didn't do. That's how I said it was really good with um, space for improvement, and that's good news. In tonight's early game, there's a chance to take a look at the defending champions and title favourites Manchester City, who take on West Ham. One man who won't be taking part is City's Leroy Sane, who faced up to seven months out with a damaged cruciate ligament. German champions Bayern Munich spent much of the summer trying to sign Sane, but City boss Pep Guardiola says there was never any chance of him leaving. I didn't potentially think about he was leaving. Always I said the same as our player. The player didn't tell me I want to leave. So always I thought he was our player. For that reason, play all the precision in the start 11. In the final, he, he played. It's an incredible bad news because in three seasons we had three ACL. So hopefully, uh, you know, recover well. I think he, he's in the best hands as possible in the terms of the cirurgery next, next week. 
A Spanish judge has ruled that top-flight football matches in Spain can be played on Fridays but not Mondays. The professional league, La Liga, and the Spanish Football Federation had drawn up rival fixture lists. La Liga has prevailed, featuring games on the first three Fridays of the season starting next week. The Federation wants matches restricted to the weekends to give fans a better chance of attending. Meanwhile, in tennis, Serena Williams beat Naomi Osaka, dominating the Japanese star 6-3, 6-4 in their quarter-final match in the WTA tournament in Toronto. That means Osaka won't leave Toronto with a title to go with her number one world ranking. Williams fired 12 aces and didn't face a break point as she beat Osaka for the first time in three meetings, avenging a shock loss in last year's US Open final. Williams will face Czech qualifier Marie Buzkova, who advanced when Wimbledon champion Simona Halep retired with Achilles tendon trouble after dropping their first set 6-4. And in boxing, we now know when and where one of the biggest rematches of the sporting year will take place. Saudi Arabia will host British boxer Anthony Joshua's attempt to win back the IBF, WBA and WBO heavyweight titles he lost to Andy Ruiz Jr. in June. The fight takes place on the outskirts of Riyadh on December the 7th and sports writer Gareth A. Davis says there's an obvious reason for the choice of venue. It can only be because the money being put up um, as we saw last month with Amir Khan against Billy Dibb, as we saw for the World Boxing Super Series last year, both of those fights in Jeddah in the final of the super middleweights, that there's a desire in that country to um, show that they can bring the biggest sporting events and the most exciting sporting events to that country. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Washington steps up its rhetoric against Beijing over a reported meeting between a US envoy to Hong Kong and protest leaders. A psychiatrist warns that the extradition protests could leave many in the SAR with long-term psychological damage. And the Secretary for Constitutional and Mainland Affairs says any investigation into the extradition saga can be safely left to the Independent Police Complaints Council. The news from RTHK. 24 hours a day. This is RTHK. And welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes on offer. First, our featured debut album from Portuguese producer and DJ Ademar. And a selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. He is from Rome. And we start off with the first of our new selection of hot new tracks from a lot of places on the planet, uh, this time from Lego slash uh, London. Uh, this would be Leke, a.k.a. Chief, a.k.a. Ekiti Sound. And he has his Ekiti Sound record label. Otherwise, there's not much information about Ekiti Sound himself, Leke, uh, available on social media, which is uh, the only place I could find it. It is the Ekiti Sound uh, label from Lagos, Nigeria, remixed in London, and Ekiti Sound stage name for Leke. This track, a single is simply called ADHD, and he performs it in uh, a variety of languages, of which English, too. <laughs> <laughs> 